concentrating for that logo on the side of your helmet and not the name on your back. Yes, sir. Because we know what it represents. It represents everybody here you see and everybody you can't that we've talked about. I'm here to strain with you, man. I swear to God I'm here to strain with you. Let's go. Everything you got, strain with everything you got. Let's go. Let's go. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills. You're listening to the Off Tackle with John Fita Show with your host, Joe Miller. Well, what is going on? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Off Tackle with John Fina Show, brought to you by the Market Dominator team of the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso's Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day, Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order online today at picassospizza.net. My name is Joe Miller. I'm the host of this here wonderful, pleasant show. That guy over there is uh, the one and the only. Oh, there might be two of you in the world, but at least for this show, the one and the only John Fina. John, how are you? Man, I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Joe Miller? I'm good. I'm super duper, super. Uh-oh. Got it. Yep, there it is. And I don't have one to open, so I'll just ding them. I don't know. I love this beer, but it consistently <laughs> splashes on my laptop. Is that bad? You're the tech it guy. Might, it, might, it might be bad. It might not be great. But uh, we're so excited to have all of you with us. Uh, our guest, Drew Bledsoe, is in the house. We're going to be bringing him on here in just a second. But before we do... Let's hear from the show sponsor, John Spaschek, the Market Dominator. Hello, Buffalo football family. I want to say thank you for tuning in to one of the greatest podcasts we have going today, The John Phoenix Show, hosted by Joe Miller. These are my good friends, and I really appreciate the way that they attack the podcast. They connect with you as a fan. They break the game down with excellence. They teach they educate, and they bring fun to the table for us to experience a little bit more of our favorite Buffalo football team. So folks, this is what we do in real estate as the market dominator and the market dominators team. We bring to you not only fun, but we seek to educate, to advocate, to negotiate, and And to dominate in this competitive market. So if you want to win the way our team is winning, you reach out to me directly and I'll respond. 716-570-3298. Let's go, Buffalo. Go Bills. That is uh, John Spaz. Check the market dominator and his team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, please give him a call at 716-570-3298. For everybody that's in the comments section, welcome. So good to see all of you. We are Super Chat Live. So if you've got a question for John or a comment for John or for Drew Bledsoe, please make sure you jump in and Super Chat. But uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I got to wait. I got I to gotta change backgrounds. Back, the backgrounds are important. So you got to do the background. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, enter the program right now. 14-year NFL veteran, three of them with the Buffalo Bills, throwing for 44,000 yards and 251 touchdowns. Mr. Drew Bledsoe. Drew, welcome to the show, sir. Cheers, guys. Good to be on with you. Cheers. You. Great How having you. How are we feeling tonight? Uh, life is good, man. Life is good. Got a uh, just cracked a uh, cracked a good bottle of wine and excited to jump on and talk some Bills football with you guys. Before we do that, tell everybody exactly that the good bottle of wine. Tell everybody oh, what yeah. you're doing. No, we uh, just cracked this one. This is our. Uh, so 2019 vintage, which is our current vintage, it's, it's actually sold out, which is a good thing to be. Um, but it's uh, it's been a lot of fun, man. We started back in, back in 2007. We've been top 100 wines in the world a few times, and uh, actually turned it into a real business. So it's it's been it's been a uh, it's been a cool transition. That's pretty. I cool. love it. It goes from a hobby, a passion, to a real business. Yeah, That's nice. You know, 
you know, I mean, someday maybe your podcast will be a real, a new, a real business. You know, who knows? You get, you guys just keep grinding, and you know, someday you're gonna be somebody. Well, we do have a pizza sponsor, so <laughs> I did see that. I did, <laughs> just saying, all the success, and I, I, I'm sure you're headed toward. Uh, another retirement suit I just, um, with, all I, that, with all that pizza money. I'm just getting inundated with pepperoni and artichoke hearts oh, left, right, you know and sideways. Yeah. Well, I mean, but you know, for for a guy like for a guy like you, what's better than getting paid in pepperoni? Oh, you got, you got, you, you hit, you hit me. In <laughs> this the is right going to be the best night ever. I love it. This is going to be the best night ever. Wait a minute. Do these pepperoni make my belly look fat? <laughs> is that a pepperoni in your pocket, or are you just all right? Enough. Uh, this is a family show. <laughs> <laughs> the mm -hmm. family show stop uh drew welcome to the show it's uh such a blast uh getting the opportunity to just chat bill's football and just stuff in general with you thank you for being just willing to come on the show we appreciate it uh buffalo rumblings thanks you i'm half of buffalo rumblings sb nation uh we you know it's just it's just great to have you so did you get an opportunity to watch the game on thursday night i did get to see thursday um and you know, it was interesting. I don't, I don't really gamble sports, you know what I mean? But I do know what the lines are because everybody always asks me to gamble on it. I'm actually the worst ever. <laughs> but I, I, uh, but I looked at it, I was like, wow, the, I mean, the, the bills are going in there and they're only two and a half point favorites. You know, what's wrong? You know, what's, what's right. wrong with this? And sure enough, they went in and did what, you know, what they were supposed to do. And they actually dominated the game and, and uh, looked like that team that I think we've kind of expected them to be all along this year. Um, yeah. you know, they just took control of the game and it was really never in doubt. And, and, uh, and Josh continued to do Josh things, uh, that, you know, in a lot of ways were things that only he can do in the NFL. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty commanding uh, performance by the bills on Thursday. It was, uh, and that's sort of what we expected. Where do you, uh, when you, when you cut, are you, are you still an avid football watcher or is it more casual now for you? somewhere in between casual and avid you know it depends on what else is going on you know gotcha. I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pass up something else uh that's uh that's 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 fun to, to watch football but if it's on um i watched a lot of football yesterday uh yesterday was a great football day especially if you're a bills fan yeah, or former like, bill like christmas yeah. for buffalo yeah. Bills fans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Every, everybody they got, they, have, they got to have a break and uh they uh climbed to the top of the division without without playing a game yesterday right yeah, it was it was amazing. Fifth to first, so everybody that needed to lose lost. So the Jets lost, obviously. The, the Chiefs yeah. lost. The Dolphins lost. The Chargers lost, and the and uh, not the Bengals. Uh, the there Chiefs. was one of the team. Uh, yeah, whatever. There's five of them that lost. Yeah, it was the important one. Yeah, the Chiefs lost. Yeah, the Chiefs were the important one. No, I was going to ask you if there's ever a uh, so if, if the Bills and the Patriots, just because you've played for both those teams, if they're getting ready to go at it, do you have a loyalty either way, or do you just sit down and get ready to enjoy the game? You know. So the, the honest truth is, and I know I'm on with you guys, and this is mostly going to be Bills fans, but I'm also really careful because, you know, I don't want to. You're fine. <laughs> I'm trying to sell wine in both markets, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the truth is, you know, when you when you play in Buffalo and you get to experience that and you get to experience what that fan base is like and, and how loyal they have been, you know, mm. going, I mean, you know, I mean, Bills lose four straight Super Bowls, but still have the most diehard fanatic, you know, fan base. Uh, and they haven't won a championship. You know, the Patriots, you know, I mean, shoot, they've they've had an embarrassment of riches for a long, long time. And so, uh, you know, you're always kind of cheering for the underdog. Mm -hmm. uh, but especially after having spent time in Buffalo, just for those fans that uh, that show up and tailgate. And somebody was telling me recently that they get like 150,000 people to tailgate and only 70,000 can mm -hmm. go inside. I mean, you can't help but want those fans to win a championship. So uh, yeah. so when, I, when those games are on, um, I can pretend, but. Uh, emotionally, I'm I'm uh, I'm hoping that the Bills go on and win this whole darn thing. Love it. It pulls at the heartstrings, right? When you connect it to does, people yeah. like that, and you know, and when you're a player, you gravitate to to fan bases like that. I think, you know, sure. means means a lot more to you every time you deliver a victory for them. And I, I just I, I was kind of stunned. I always thought there were maybe thirty grand, thirty thousand more out there than, but to have double the amount of people in the stadium out in the parking lot. That's what somebody told me, and I haven't been there, but that but that's what somebody told I'm me. I'm willing to believe it from the last tailgate I was at, I swear. And they were all trying to exit when I was leaving, too, by the oh, way. Oh, right, just... right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a different program. I, you know, first first home game, I showed up Wednesday morning early driving in, and I walked by the equipment room and asked Woody. I was like, dude, is there, an, is there, a, is there an RV show? You know, what, what's going on? He goes, no, there, there are people are tailgating. They get here on Tuesday and start tailgating, which – 
that was a, that was a foreign experience, you know, to me to see people get there on a Tuesday to start tailgating for a Sunday game. I'm just, yeah, was, uh, I'm just reeling after RV show. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Uh, no, they've actually changed that. So now you can't enter the parking lot, the camper lot until Friday. So, and then I think the league, I think the league rule for cars is three hours pregame, three or three and a half hours across the league. So you can't enter the actual parking lots if you're in a car until three hours before, but. Uh, it's bureaucracy it's just, is everywhere. I don't know what the point no of that is. I mean, hey, we're back to the no fun league, the NFL, the no yeah. fun league. Yeah. A little, little, little bit. John, you got a question? Yeah. You know, Drew, uh, there's been a lot of talk before with this three game run, you know, the offense was looking a little questionable people talk about do we need a run game or is it just a kind of a pass run modification so i'd like to hear what you thought if you watched closely it it did seem like josh struggled a little like there might be some confidence issues if you saw it what do you think if you experienced it what did you do like how did you how'd you pull yourself out of it because it happens to all of us yeah, you know, I think with 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 Josh, what I saw, and again, I haven't studied this, I haven't, you know, but I just, I've watched. Um, I think there was, uh, and and for him, it'll be a battle he has to fight forever. There was a, a little bit of a of a confidence issue, but not the traditional kind of confidence issue. This was a guy that believed he could do anything, mm. and still does believe he can do anything. And so some of the mistakes that were being made were, were him, you know, he's 10 foot tall and bulletproof, which is what you have to be. Uh, and a lot of his game breaking, unique plays come from him extending, taking chances, you know, making the uncommon plays. Uh, and so, but then you have to get to a point where like, okay, now it's time to surrender on this play. Mm. And it's really hard as a competitor, especially when you can do the kinds of things that he can do it's really hard to surrender on a play. And so the, you know, the big plays that, that, that hurt him down that stretch were the red zone turnovers, you know, yeah. without, without yeah. those red zone turnovers, you know, we're talking about a team that, 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 you know, maybe he's only lost a game, you know, possibly two, but uh, you know, I, I, I think that those were the plays that were hurting him. And this, that's where it's like, you know, and this is a battle you fight as a competitor. And I fought this a little bit like, Oh, it's time to throw this one into the stands mm. and take the three points. Uh, or to, you know, throw it into the sidelines and, and come back and fight another day. Um, so, I you know, I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to be great. I, I was excited against the Patriots. It seemed like they were, you know, allowing the running backs to be more involved in the running game as opposed to just the quarterback. And I think that's going to, you know, that's going to bode well for them down the, down the uh, stretch. It's funny that you bring all that up because to me, you you share similar characteristics from from my memories. And I'm 49, so I remember the day that they brought you to Buffalo and how excited I was. But you had a lot of that, and it wasn't the same type of mentality. You knew when to throw the ball, throw the ball away. But you had that I'm not going to surrender piece to you too, because I specifically remember that if you were in the process of getting sacked, you weren't going to the ground. Like, like you had guys draped on you and you were going to stay in there. Like, I'm not going to the ground. Yeah, no, that was uh, when I was my, my first, my first game ever uh, in the NFL was, was against the bills at, I think it was rich stadium at the time. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, I remember Bruce, Bruce, first of all, drilled me total <laughs> personal foul. He should have been fined. He should have been <laughs> ejected. He should have been ejected. Um, and, uh, Meanwhile, he just brushed him. Meanwhile, meanwhile, he just gets up and it was a good play. But I think later, later on that game, he actually hit me again. And like I kind of spun around and he was hanging on my leg. And I threw this completion. I looked down and Bruce Smith was hanging on my leg. I was like, wow, this is weird. Yeah. I just right. watched that guy in the Super Bowl and now he's hanging on my leg. But it, but um, but uh, you know, there there is there is that competitive piece, you know, and it's honestly it's um it's a hard thing, you know, as a competitor, it's a hard thing yeah. to determine when it's, when it's okay to give up on one and fight it, fight another down. Uh, because if you have the ability to extend something and Josh has very unique ability, I, in a way that I certainly did not, uh, in terms of his physical ability to run and make people miss and, and make plays with his legs. Um, and so that adds another dimension that makes him really, really special. 
Um, but he's also, you know, one of the things he's going to continue to battle is when to step out of bounds and not take the hit, you know, when yeah. to throw the ball away, that kind of thing. But he's approaching the game. Sorry, John. I just want to get one more question. Go ahead, and, Joe. I love listening to you talk. That's around this. But you guys both come to, come to the game very kind of uniquely because you were back then bigger than all the other quarterbacks, just like Josh is bigger now. And the word that they use nowadays is arm arrogance. John has, or John, Josh has this cannon of an arm. Mm-hmm. And back then it was you and Brett, right? You guys had the arm that everybody else was hoping someday we could get a quarterback like that. So there was a lot of, not similarities, but there's, I, I you probably come from a very unique position of getting it. I get it, Josh. I get it. Yeah, no, when you, you know, you feel like you can throw it through a wall. You feel like you can make any throw. Right. Um, and uh, you can, sometimes you feel like you can throw it right through a guy and that doesn't necessarily work out great. <laughs> right. um, you know, because it turns out some of the defensive backs can actually catch. Uh, not all of them. That's why they're playing defense. That's the old joke. But uh, right. but, uh, uh, you know, you get to the you do have to get to a point where you're like, oh, OK, this is the NFL. It turns out some of those guys can actually catch the ball. And when they catch it, then I can't catch them. So then it gets really really out of hand. And I know Fina couldn't catch him because, you know, it, it just, just got to dive early and get off the film. Right, Fina? Bro, right. I'm one for two with a touchdown. Are you really? Nice. Yeah, sir. yeah. That's a 50, that's a 50% catch rate. That's, that's not pretty great. Good. That's pretty good <laughs> for two hours. I was talking about catching the catch. I'm talking about catching the defensive backs once they have the ball. Oh, I can't catch those guys. No, you head on a swivel, man. Head on, no, a swivel. Yeah, head, head, on a, head on a swivel, dive early, get off the film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I They made all those uh, look back hits on yeah. uh offensive lineman illegal now basically yeah. anybody so, I, so, but you got you got uh you got one catch for for one touchdown i get yeah exactly now to be that's fair a, that's a pretty good ratio they should have fed you the ball a little more a little bit more right a yeah. little bit more but you know the way we were we didn't get down to the goal line a whole lot we scored from the 20 the 30 the 40 yeah. And yeah. when we were in right up there on the goal line they'd throw me in at tight end I ran the worst route in the history of football. Jim Kelly had to fire the ball into my gut so hard because I almost ran out the back of the end zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> had I known I'd been prepared and would have had the video available, but I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll reference that. You know, the one time that I, I almost got to, you'll appreciate this, Tina. So my best buddy in, in New England, Rucci, Todd Rucci, block playing before me for all these years. They put him in one time goal line tight end. Sure enough, hard play action, and he was so wide open in the back of the end zone. He was lonely, right? There was nobody within eight yards of him. And so this is my buddy. I want to throw him a touchdown. Well, I tried to baby it to him. You know, I tried to catch it for him rather than throwing it hard. And Uh-oh. I threw it him like right in the ankles as he's falling out the back of the end zone. And it was his one chance oh. to catch it past the NFL. And I ruined it because I was trying to help him out. I was so pissed. Did he come with you from uh, the Cougars? No, he was a Penn State dude. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Penn State dude. Yeah. So, uh, Joe, just so you know, I was a senior, I think I was a senior or junior. We go into halftime in Tucson, Arizona, and we're beating the Cougars like 28 or 35 to nothing. And we're mm-hmm. thinking, we got this thing. And the second half, Drew Bledsoe comes out and just airing it down the field and we're in the middle of the fourth quarter you're going holy crap is this one guy gonna beat us like who is that guy i never heard of him i'm not paying attention arm arrogance oh my right god there. Arm arrogance. Yeah, i think arm i think arrogance. we ended i think we ended up winning 42 to 35. yeah you ended up winning you ended up winning uh late in that uh late in that game we got you we got you the year after because you were drafted 92 right your last yep. year was 91 yeah um yeah so we we got you my uh my junior year the last year we finally got you down there. Dude, so on this topic so buff hub who is so so this is steve he actually does a podcast for buffalo rumblings as well he says i'll never forget that vikings game when you exploded he's talking about the peerless price game when peerless caught that ball spun around ran backwards and then scored i was actually at that game as well is there a game that sticks out to you in your mind like that's like the bills game that like i'm always yeah, gonna that, remember that, that one. vikings game was awfully fun because you know yeah. I, I mean what's what's more fun you know, think about Fina. Like it's it's one thing to be in your home stadium and have them going crazy and hear all that noise. There's another thing to be in the Metrodome that's mm. so loud you can hear it shake, and all of a sudden it's crickets, and that's the best feeling ever in football. <laughs> you go in and you feel like instead of just beating 53 guys on the other side, you just crushed 60,000 people. Uh, right. It's a great, great feeling, and 
um, yeah, there was, that one was, that one was really fun. Um, you know, I loved some of the, uh, some of the bad weather games in Buffalo. I loved them not from the standpoint that it was fun. It's just, that's what you should be like when you're in Buffalo, you should play in the, especially when you're playing the dolphins. I just, you know, and the dolphins come up and they're out there kicking around in the snow and you just know the game's over before it starts because they can't handle a little bit of snow. Like they're going to melt. Uh, yeah. So. I can I contend, you know, from my days, it was Buffalo and Miami, the big rival in the East. Yeah. And yeah. then, of course, then there were five teams in each conference, right? Or in each division, sorry. So who was it when you were in Buffalo? You know, I know it was kind of the Dolphins were transitioning down. Uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it was really, I mean, it was the, it was Patriots, the Patriots, so, right? The Patriots yeah. were so dominant at that point. Um, you know, the Jets were the Jets. And then just, you know, they're just, they just, you know, they it looked like they were going to do something this year, but now they're kind of turning back into the Jets. And um, but yeah, it was you know for us it was you know the Patriots were the big rivalry. We we only got them one time while I was there, unfortunately. Thirty-one nothing. But it was but it was wow. a heck of a lot on that one time. Lawyer um, Malone. We, we, we had some good showdowns with the uh, with the Dolphins as well, but um, that that Patriots game that you're referencing, thirty-one nothing. I was at that game as well. I'm a season ticket holder. Um, but uh, when Laurie Malloy came out of the tunnel, that was the Laurie Malloy game, right? So we picked up Laurie Malloy, mm -hmm. whatever it was, three days before the game, before yeah. the season started. Yeah, Late, you know, starting at, at at safety number thirty-six, and like the crowd was so loud. There was just yeah. that game from start to finish. Yeah, was just unbelievable. Yeah, it, was, it was bonkers, man. That was so much fun. Bonkers is the right word. <laughs> so get, getting back to this week's game. So on this show, what we typically do is we do just kind of like what our expectations were, which yeah. we've already, we're already 20 months, 20 minutes into the show. We don't have to necessarily cover that, but then we talk about kind of the good, what we saw the good. Mm -hmm. We've got a video, a couple of videos that you guys can talk about. And then uh, we talk about kind of like the, what needs work. And then we just kind of work through. So good from this game. So drew from your, from what you saw Thursday night, what was the good? Like, what did you see? You talked about the running game already. Yeah. And that's actually one of the videos we have. Was there anything else that stuck out to you that was like, yeah, this was really good. Well, you know, and I think the, you know, from on the defensive side of the ball now, I'm, and I'm being completely honest guys. I didn't watch the whole thing. Once the bill sure. control, I, you know, I checked out, um, but on the defensive side of the ball, it, it seemed like, and I know that, that Mac Jones got really, really frustrated that they kept just dinking and dunking the ball. But I think from a defensive game plan standpoint, I think that the Bills kind of forced them into that. Mm. Like, hey, we're just going to we're going to sit back. We're going to make you guys throw it underneath. And we don't think you have enough explosiveness to get behind us. And so I thought that was a really smart approach uh, from the defensive side of the ball. Like, look, we're going to score a lot of points. We feel like if we sit back here and make you drive the ball and march it down the field and keep up with us scoring, you're not going to be able to do that. And I think that right. was a really, really sound approach defensively, where if they had instead had come up and tried to get after him a bunch and, and blitz the crap out of him, now you give up the big explosive plays. Mm. Now they can run with you a little bit. So I, I thought it was a really smart approach to the uh, on the defensive side of the ball, um, you know, on, uh, from that standpoint. And then once they had the lead, they just made sure that, you know, they kept the lead and iced it. They didn't didn't, didn't really uh, give the Patriots even a breath of, a breath of air uh, late in the game. Right, John? Yeah, I mean, I'll take the offensive side of the ball. I really appreciated that they developed the running game and stuck with it. I think early in the, the planning, I don't think there was a ton of we're afraid of the Patriots in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. So we need, to, we need to go out with a real balanced attack, establish the run. And then what I also enjoyed was there was a lot of spreading of the ball around. You know, there were multiple different receivers, I think, minus, you know, Dawson Knox and a couple of drops from Singletary. But I, I really appreciate that running attack. And, Drew, what you're going to see, because I break down offensive line film, right, because I can't break down anything else because I'm not smart enough like you. So I, I end up finding myself looking for ways to defend my people. So when that comes up, try not to fall asleep. Right. Uh, and then, you know, we'll go through a play or two. And then, Joe, I'm going to turn it over to you. But defensively, I would agree with Drew. Jordan Poyer just adds a different mm -hmm. attitude mm -hmm. to our secondary. Oh, People play with more confidence. I think the, the cornerbacks play a little tighter. Tredavious White looks good. And Matt Milano is just he's a man. And I think the front four really delivered. They didn't get home as much as they wanted to, but they did a great job on the run and pressuring uh, McEnany Jones. <laughs> but Corkle, I think, is his actual first name. John, what is that shirt you're wearing? What does oh, that say, Cruiser? It is. I'm the Cruiser. Uh, I like fast cars and fast women. 
So Drew, <laughs> settle I, down, Francis. Drew, I've made it a habit down, to col collect the T-shirts of the Bills backers groups around the country, and this is my most recent edition from Nobody Circles the Wagons, like the Newport Beach Buffalo Bills backers. Yeah, it's got that was, we talked earlier about the Bills fan base and how crazy cool it is. I didn't know until I played for the Bills how widespread that fan base is. There's a there's a Bills club in pretty much every town that we were ever in. Yeah, um, yeah. And you're all welcome to send me a shirt. Well, there <laughs> you go. My collection. Send a shirt to Fina. I think it's. Um, I, I think looking, it's. Are, Fina, are you are you two X, three X these days? What do you 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 single X, baby? Just a single X. Unless it runs. I know. I, I know. I looked a little. Uh, puffy when we were when we met in the summer you know but i just come on i just you know i didn't know how you wanted your shirts to fit you know i mean well you, if it's a blood so winery shirt yeah i'm, I'm definitely cutting that into a muscle shirt like super definitely thin. A tank top. i knew that already <laughs> just to barely cover the nipples yeah that's gonna be great you know what that's gonna be the best marketing we could ever have you know, just... you've seen his you've seen his rookie football card right Oh, that's just dirty pool. I might have to find it and pull it up. No, you don't. Yeah, no, oh, don't. he hasn't seen it. Well, my dog's excited about it. Uh, yeah. No, and, well, Joe great. puts it in, under his pillow every night, which is creepy as hell. But I don't know what else we're going to say about that. So, Joe, uh, what did you think about the game? Were you, so were you glad that you saw a FINA running attack like I've been telling you we need all year? I think the biggest thing for me was just the offensive line, even despite the, you know, Quisenberry, you want to talk about gutting a game out, right? I mean, that dude just, he he could bear, I, it's rare that you see, you see people limp, right? Hey, I'm limping around. This dude's walking with his foot out. So he's like, not only is he limping, but like his, he can't even straighten his left foot. And I was just like, I don't know how you guys do it. Like, I legit don't know. I, I I jam a thumb and I'm like, I'm tapped out. I'm good. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, and this guy's like, his, his foot is sideways and he's like not coming out of the game. I thought the ground game was great, which kind of brings us to just, you know, this play right here, which is a play that you wanted to talk about, John. James Cook, and, and you guys both played in the NFL. They, they talk about the game slowing down for players and it's clear. And Drew, I don't know that you've watched since the beginning of the season. Early, this James Cook, Dalvin Cook's brother, uh, Delvin's one of the premier running backs in the league rookie this year. It was clear the first couple games of the season that the game was just, it was his head was swimming a little bit yeah. and you can see it now that it's, he's patient. He's picking holes. He's confident. So John, do you want to just work us through this play real quick? Yeah. Give it a quick run. So you get that, that motion. I don't know what drew would call it. You're running it in and out, but this is basically, uh, that is not the right play. That is not the right play, but hang on a second. It's, is it this but one? that play failed not because of the offensive line it was because of the uh, and drew this is where we fight of all the time it's never your fault offensive line i get it yeah, yeah exactly this is <laughs> yeah this is the play but i've got the backside view i've got the backside view from the l22 th this is well. just true what i've been contending so far with cook and with singletary keep it simple Right, you just got six guys up front. Make them play. Try to stop the run out of nickel. Get a man on a man and go downhill. And really, I mean, this is very well blocked. There are a couple of late losses, but it doesn't affect it as long as you're going downhill and you're not like creating a crowd. Right? They've got everybody out of the frame, and they're just giving a guy, a fast guy, a chance to hit a seam, and he does it. Oh. But what he's doing now that he wasn't doing before, you just saw, which was. Well, he's, he's making that decision and he's committing to it. It's that one right there. Yep, that quick cut and he's going. And that was the one thing that Zach Moss wasn't capable of doing. Zach would have just slammed himself straight into the back of Spencer Brown right there versus like taking that brief second and then jumping outside. Well, or, he or, or he would do too much shimmy behind the guard and wait and wait. And you can't wait in this league. If you have a soft spot, you got to make the one cut and decide. And then, you right. know, that's how it ends up well. You know, mm -hmm. one thing one thing that, that, that you see with good zone running backs, and, they, and that was a good – uh, demonstration there um, is they've got to be a little bit patient early, right? So you, you watch, it's not, you know, I mean, like the old, like the old smash mouth running game that we grew up with, right? 
quarterback gives the ball, you're coming downhill as hard as you can as you're running back and you're hitting that hole, right? Well, mm-hmm, zone's mm-hmm. different. Zone's different. You've got to read that, see where that double team is going, see where the linebackers are flowing to, and then you make that cut. So if you go back and watch this, so you get the great double team with, with guard and center, right? Yeah. So he's seeing that, and then he's reading off that, and then he's, his second, his eyes now go to the guard and tackle double team. So he comes off the, uh, off, off the ass of the, uh, of the right guard. Uh, mm-hmm. but that's just a good read because he, he can go any place in there. But if he gets in there too fast, you don't get a chance to see it and let it develop. But by being patient like that, and then when he hits it, he's got the explosive ability you know, to, to hit home runs once he finds that gap. But this is, this is cool to watch from the, from the back where you can see, as you guys were talking about, his maturity even in a short year where now all of a sudden he's being patient behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, but then once he sees it and then it's, it's one foot foot in the ground and go. And that's, that's, uh, that's good to see. You know, Drew, it's, it's interesting what you, when you said like the read, so I've coached a little bit of high school football, obviously I don't coach the running backs, right? Because I was never a running back, but what I've found is like, I'll go over and I'll listen a little bit to what the running back coach is saying. And I'm like, aren't you telling him to like understand the philosophy of the play and look where the combination blocks are. And if the nose is shaded strong, then chances are that's going to bend back. And I don't know that that is always done or the expectation when you get to a certain level is that players should just know that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, a lot of times you got to break it down over that, you know, we do we coach high school football as well. And it's a, uh, you know, sometimes some of the stuff, because we were around football for so long, some of the stuff that you think should be common sense is absolutely not. And, mm. and so sometimes you have to go back and teach the very basics, but you know, with a zone running game, even at the high school level, that's, that's what we would, that's what we would teach them. You come off, see what's happening with this double team. That's your yeah. first look. Your second look is there. And you don't get a third look if you don't, if you don't, you know, you, you read that block, you read that block and then wherever you decide now you're going as hard as you can. Uh, yeah. But you don't just, you don't just run from point A to B, point B as fast as you can in the zone running game. Yeah. Right. And and then just dovetailing really quickly, you make too many decisions. You're in a negative yardage play. Yeah, you make two quick ones, boom, downhill. Maybe yeah, it's two quick ones. you don't get a third one and you don't get two cuts. You right. get to make a decision. And once you make that cut, that's your cut and you're committed to it. Now you put your head down and get as much as you can there. And if you made a bad read, no big deal. You know, it's not like you're a quarterback where you make a bad read, it's a turnover. You know, if you're you're running back, you make a bad read, you get two yards instead of 40. Yeah, right. You're fired. Speaking of reads, John, uh, (laughs) you got a message from House Capital, I believe. Oh, my God, I totally do. Hey, when when you're looking to buy a house, everyone's got a guy. Might need work done on your roof? Call Drew Bledsoe. Your buddy's got a guy also. Need an inspection? Call Joe Miller. He can't even inspect uh, his jammed thumb. Easy. When you're looking to get your financing together, Brian Belser from House Capital Corporation can be your guy. That's Brian Belser at House Capital. They make the mortgage process simple, hassle-free, and understandable at House Capital. Their preferred relationships with some of the top lenders give you the edge up in getting the financing that you need. Take it to the house with House Capital and call Drew Bledsoe for your home inspection. I thought it was me. I was the home. He's the roofer. I'm the home inspector. Honestly, I think Drew's doing both. He's really tall, so he can reach the roof. I'm already out of business, just like that. I'm already out of business. It was a good run, bud. Short, like short too. It was like a minute and a half, maybe a minute like. and a half where you had a job. <laughs> You're lucky Over. I didn't read the NMLS number in Super Speed because that doesn't go well. It's it's funny. especially <laughs> especially when I have a little bourbon and a little beer at the same time. <laughs> so, do you drink alone, John? Is that what the song that we're playing right now in the background? No, I don't like that song. No, no. Uh, so getting back to the game, as far as the stuff that needs work, it's it's hard to define or find things that kind of need work outside of. I mean, we've got a couple of video clips. I, we could probably just show one of them that'll answer questions that probably a lot of Bills fans have in regards to a certain player, a wide receiver that's on our team. But this game was unique in the sense that the Bills didn't like wallop them. They didn't win by 40. It felt like, as Drew said, they were in control the whole entire time for the most part. They just kind of settled in 24 to 10, did what they had to do, didn't really take a bunch of risks, handed the ball off and let that run game kind of shine. But uh, from a negative standpoint, John, was there anything that you saw that maybe needs some work? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I look at the offensive line play just under a microscope and I've said this all along, you know, four guys, four and a half guys are running a really great play and then there's a little mini failure. 
Um, mm -hmm. You know, and even in the running clip that you might show, everybody has to be on board. Ten guys, every damn running play. You know, the quarterback obviously is handing the ball off unless it's our guy, then he's running with it. But we just end up with this kind of like, and I, I say to the kids when I coach them, I'm like, you know, you could play a perfect game. You can do it. Don't think that you get a mistake and then everybody else gets to have one mistake because by that time you're losing 49 to nothing. So I still need to see that just get cleaned up a little bit better. I, I think the effort's there, but you know, there's just some of the tracking and some of the angles on running plays that need to get better are also the result of running more. So when you see us run against the Patriots and we can continue to do that, then those little kind of like angles, they tend to clean themselves up. So I'd like to see a little bit more tighter on the running game. Gotcha. Anything from you, Drew, Drew that you saw? You know, like I said, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't watch it in depth. I was, I was actually, I was, uh, I was actually in, in uh down in pebble beach you know, oh a little, stop bragging little stop guys. bragging show off a little bit the weather was better there than it is in buffalo right now stop bragging okay. bro he, he he's got to do all the wine tours yeah, right no, like, you know, he's I, slugging I it out on the road to go sell some wine down at pebble beach you know it's really hard work if you ever uh, need anybody to carry those cases true i know well, yeah it's uh but uh you know i think that that what's what's gonna so right now the, i mean the bills are out I, to me it's obvious they're, they're gonna make the playoffs hopefully they're gonna be mm -hmm. number one seeds i would love to see everybody have to come through buffalo but if they're actually gonna you know go all the way through and and, and win you know the championship that everybody in buffalo has been waiting for forever and ever what john is, is talking about these little things that have to get cleaned up even on good plays mm -hmm. those things are the what are going to make the difference you know down the stretch Mm -hmm. uh, you know, because you're going to, you know, you're going to, you're going to be playing great teams. The ball is going to bounce funny. Uh, and that applies to every area of the team. You know, I mean, shoot, every time that, 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 that I was on a, a good team that made a run, we were great on special teams. Right. So right. I, you know, and, and those plays mattered. Right. Mm. And the, you know, the little things that, that, uh, the, you know, the little things that, that you have to execute. And that's why I was, I was kind of, you know, from cheering for the Bills, I was kind of happy to see them have a few losses early mm. because it kind of slaps you in the face a little bit. You know, if you're nine and zero, all of a sudden it's easy to let little things slide. Mm. All of a sudden, if you've lost a few games, you're like, oh yeah, we're not going to go undefeated. This is not going to be easy. We're going to have to do it. That's where you come back and you can actually focus on those uh, those things that you need to focus on. Yeah, and just so you know, Joe, that really is good. that's not like a a conscious decision uh, that Drew's talking about. When things are going good, you know, you're you're trying to convince yourself that mm -hmm. you know we're four and four or five and five, but mm -hmm. it 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 can kind of overtake you. Like you're not like it is not a situation where like a and a lot of fans will say, oh, they didn't take them seriously. They you take every game seriously. Sometimes you come out flat a little bit, but that success kind of, I, I don't know, maybe it's a little bit like a, a, an edible or a little bit of bourbon, you know, you just right, gotta, right, right. football, but, football is a weird game of imposing a person's will on somebody else. It's a game of violence that I don't know that we'll ever truly fully understand, even as spectators, obviously those of you that have played it have a different understanding. So there's a lot of commentary that comes from the media. And I don't consider myself media, Drew, just, you know, I'm not. I'm just a fan uh, that it does this for a hobby just because it's fun and I get to hang out with that guy and and we laugh a lot. Well, we plus, all, I mean, all the pepperoni. I mean, let's be honest. Ooh, baby! <laughs> it's always about the pepperoni. Uh, yes, oh, for those sure. those little cupping pepperonis oh, that you get know, right? yeah, with get a, a little pool of grease in there? I got you. But even 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 to the point of guessing, I think so many times for a quarterback like yourself, Drew, it's you know a DB leaves his assignment, makes a guess, gets lucky, and gets an interception or a pick six. And they're like, oh, what a genius play. He totally read that. And it's like, actually, he guessed. And had the oh, quarterback yeah. thrown it to the other guy, it's going in the opposite direction, right? Yeah, correct. And and if you and if you're and if you're winning those little things, you know, I mean, even you go into a meeting and a coach can point it out in front of everybody, but you know, you leave the stadium and everybody's telling you that how great you are. Yeah. Uh, you know, it kind of doesn't have the same weight. And so uh, 
you know, I've just both teams that I was on that went to the Super Bowl started 0 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something to that. I mean, the teams were obviously were very good teams that just didn't play well early. And all of a sudden, there is no excuse for anybody to miss anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't get away with it. And it's and it's also how your teammates hold you accountable. Uh, you know, if you're if your teammates, um, you know, if you win the game and you know, Fina screwed up, you know, but his guy didn't make the tackle, but you won the game, then, you know, probably just going to let it slide a little bit. But if we lose the game and, you know, Fina missed the block, that was the key play at the end of the game. You're going to hear about it from his teammates. Right. right. So I don't know, right. Pete, Don, I think you had, you had something to throw in there. Well, I wanted to dovetail into that. So we're in a, in a much different uh, cultural landscape than when you and I played. Mm. Do you think that, you know, the, I'm trying to say this nicely. Do you think the deference that we afford everybody now in our speech and our interactions, do you think that's translated into the locker room or do you think it's hardcore like it was when we played where people would still get in your face like you were saying? It's a good question. I don't know. I don't know the answer either, man, but I kind of want to know. (laughs) My, my, my guess is that it's, probably softened a bit a tiny bit but i think the locker room is still one of those sacred places where you can till still yeah what's the right talk like we used to yeah Uh, yeah at a place where you uh you walk in looking at the floor because you know you're gonna get a barrage of dude what uh, the hell yeah, uh, yeah. If you, I think it's one of the if you, if you if you screw up, you know, I think you're still going to hear about it. Um, but I don't know. I just I've not been I've not been haven't been there for a while, so I yeah. don't know how I don't know how it is now. You well, know? If I can, if the amateur can lend a hand, so I am a student of leadership and I read a lot of leadership books. And there's an excerpt from a leadership book that I absolutely love, and he's talking specifically about. A college coach, I believe it might have been Nick Saban or somebody else. I can't remember who it was, but very successful and has been successful for many, many years. So going back to our generation where you just basically called the guy out and then we picked ourselves up and went and did better because we just got called out and we want to be better. Uh, and they, he was asked the question, how is it that you're still getting these guys generationally to work for you? And he goes, he goes, basically, the message is the same. But the way I asked the question, the way I directed is different. Whereas before it was, why are you sucking? And then we would respond. Now it's, do you have goals, John? And John would respond, yes, I have goals. I want to be a champion. And then I would ask the follow-up question. Do you think the things that you're doing today are going to get you to where you want to go? And it would like light a, <laughs> like, like flick a switch in the person Drew. and they would all of a sudden change. Drew, Drew we never heard that, man. That was like, no. the, uh, coach I, did, the coach didn't have enough time for that one. Like, yeah, no. Was there a couch and were there tissues? Well, that, yeah, right. No, just, right. I just, you know, you think, you think about, yeah. No, I mean, the point is well taken, Joe, that you do have to speak differently. But John, that just, that kind of makes me laugh. <laughs> right. It's true. I agree. A hundred percent, Drew. I agree with you. Hey, John, do you have goals? Yeah, I have a goal for you to go yourself. I don't know if we can say that. I don't know if we can say that on this show. You but, didn't but see you blinked like, yourself. It's all good. I, I, I think I, there's I, a five-second delay I said, anyway. I said, flick, I said flick yourself. The uh, inference was uh, strong, but uh, the message was sent. But, uh, <laughs> but it's sort of like, you know, back in the day, it was like, you know, that was sort of what it was. And it was the language of love in the locker room. Like, if you guys weren't busting your balls in the locker room, that's when you knew you were really in trouble. Yeah, right, right. right. Um, yeah. And if you screwed up and nobody said nobody said something about it, then uh, um, then you knew you were in trouble because that meant that you were really on the outs, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do I do think, you know, we had to deal with that in, you know, in, uh, in, in high school where, you know, you're coaching football, you can't cuss anymore. Um, well, we cuss. Uh, we're we're a Catholic school. Oh, gotcha. Good, of course. Yeah, good. good uh, I played football in high school, and I firmly remember. So I, I see videos now, whether it's uh, Trent Dilfer like yelling at his guy, his his young man on the sideline, like and putting him on the bench, and it's like, and people are like trying to cancel him on Twitter. Yeah. And yeah. the amount of times that I had a coach's fingers in my face mask yeah, sure. doing this, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, you know, the way I handle that, Drew, is like at the very beginning. Uh, practice, I would just say, look, this is the sideline. 
Okay, everything over there. Oh, you yeah. know, I love yeah. you. You're a great kid. I support you. Mm -hmm. I'm behind you 100%. You walk onto that field, mm -hmm. and it, it might sound like criticism, but it's it's love and critique sure, in a course. very energetic delivery. Sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, well, I, 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 I wanted to transition to something real quick because, okay. you know, I, I've been watching – the season very intently along with Joe and, you know, obviously we'd love to be 12 and Oh, worth nine mm -hmm. and three. And we've given up some losses for very small point spreads on some kind of, you know, occasional disappointing plays or performances, but honestly level set, everybody we're nine and three, forget about where we are one seed. If the season ended today, but nine and three, you feeling okay? Like, can we? Can some people in the Twitter sphere calm down a little bit, or not? Oh, yeah. uh, I just, you know, I mean, and I mean, let's take the Vikings game for example. You know, one of the, you know, on fourth and whatever, fourth and forever, one of the greatest catches in the history of the NFL. Otherwise, that game's over, and you just kind of move mm -hmm. on. Um, and there were there were like four or five plays like that. So, you know, but that's. But again, that's that's you know for 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 the Bills, they have to recognize that that can happen, and that's why they have to continue to push to get better and better. But I think your point is 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 correct, John. Nine and three uh, in the NFL that's designed for parity against uh, all of a sudden a division that's really really strong uh, is uh, yeah that's that's something that's uh, that sets up well for a stretch run. Um, I had number one. I had a conversation with Reed Ferguson a couple weeks ago uh, in an interview, and I asked him just about the, the three losses. Obviously, because three weeks ago, different we're having different conversations that we're having right now, right? Because the Bills are on a three-game win streak, all the turmoil that they went through. And he's like, we lost three games this season to a total of eight points. Mm -hmm. He goes, we're not really too worried. And that was like, love the swag, bro. Love it. Well, you can't worry either, because if you worry, you start doing things out of desperation and stupidity, right? You get away from your your technique and what really brought you to where you are and start making stuff up in the playground. Yeah, let's talk about the little things real quick. And this is this is two of the little things. And we've talked a lot. John, if you've pointed out a lot, just as far as the blocking mental errors, like the the issues that we've had as far as that goes when it comes to just certain plays and we're going to talk about two of those right now so it's just it's a pretty simple play right but drew you know just as we said earlier if you have guys that are skill positions and they're required to block they just got to get it done they just got to get a hat on a hat even if it's for a half second to slow a guy up to create a lane and we've struggled with this mm -hmm. a lot this year and in this instance it's Gabe Davis just kind of blocking down. He just doesn't do anything at all. But Shakir is on the next one. Is on the next one. He he doesn't even. It's zoned to you, and he's stalking the guy on his outside shoulder at the top of the screen in the slot. And this is the kind of thing that Drew just said. Like these details don't matter in this game. But if Shakir takes an inside release onto the inside shoulder of the DB and just slows him down, you go from a negative or a no-gain play to a three-yard gain. And, Drew, would you, would you rather be second and seven or second and ten? Second and seven. Second and seven's always good. And that's – and that's and that's you know and you you know you, you're not asking these guys you know these to come Joe, in. Joe freeze it freeze it when he gets off the line right here just so Drew sees it exactly where where yeah, I almost, uh, I almost I mean, lost. You're, it. Not, you're not asking you're not asking him to come in and drive somebody five yards down downfield right. You're just asking him to change his trajectory a little bit. And so it's also it's also understanding just what the um, you know what what the design of the play is. So. Like here, if he just takes a hard inside release and makes the defensive back go around him, he doesn't have to block him five yards downfield. He just has to get right. away for a second. Right. Uh, and and so to me, there's also a little bit of understanding of what's going on here because you know he comes off and he's, he's he's coming to where the defensive back is rather than where he's going to be, going to be, uh, and also understanding where you don't want him to go. You know, so you come off, take an inside release, make him go around. It's a pretty simple fix as long as they understand the concept of the play. Ooh, okay, the, okay. I'm dovetailing on this, Joe, because I've never been in the room with those guys. Right. Drew's been in the room. Like, mm -hmm. dude, like, will they review this? Will they say, Shakir, what in the absolute hell are you doing? It's inside zone or it's tackle around. Like, 
Oh, are they, are they, they addressing I, it? I, I, guarantee, I guarantee you he heard about it in the media room because I guarantee he's been told. Now, the difference here is also understanding the total concept of the play here is, all right, so go back. All right, so I, I wasn't really looking at this accurately. So this is this is this is this is a uh, an RPO for Josh. All right, so they put him in a in a bit of a, a pickle here. This may actually even have been Josh's read, where he, he can pull this ball and he can no, he can pull this ball and throw it uh, to oh, the RPO standing on the thirty right there. In which case, then these guys are coming off to block for that. It's essentially a screen pass. Mm-hmm. See, right. so Josh pulls this ball and, and and flips it out there. They've got a pretty nice play, um, and so that's that's John. And now looking at it is probably why he took that approach to the block rather why than why he went outside. outside. He went he went outside to keep that guy from getting to yeah exactly. So if Josh pulls this ball and flips it out there, um, I don't know who that is that's standing on the 30, 30 yard. Naheem Hines. Hines. Naheem Hines flips it out there to him. You got a pretty nice play there, and so this is. This is an RPO design, and so I think that's that's what ended up being the problem uh, on this because it would be inexcusable for that receiver to take that approach to that block if it was going to just simply be inside zone. But if it's an RPO, you still have to you're still going to have to stalk the guy down the no, midline. Stalking, but I think but I think the reason that he got beat inside like that was because of that play design where where he actually was setting up to try to block for the. Uh, for the screen, you know, out there, if, if uh, Josh pulled it and flipped it out there. I think that's the difference between a veteran who really wants to block and a rookie who doesn't quite know yet, you, you know, and nowadays with the advent of the RPO or the zone read, you really have to do, you know, have two mindsets. So no. if he stalks him down the midline, he still mm-hmm. has a better chance of turning that into, True. you know, a one yard gain play, which would have bounced if he had the inside shoulder. Uh, but so maybe he doesn't get barbecued in the no, meeting room. Also, I think you know it depends on the time in the game too. Has been when they're uh, oh, is that is that a segue into uh, another advertisement? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, you can't got, get anything past Drew Bledsoe. I, I got to be honest with you, Drew. I would love, love, love to be uncorking uh, a Bledsoe wine sponsorship. Honestly, uh oh, oh shit! I said it out loud. Uh oh. Hey, but <laughs> I take the drink. That my, was mad. Well done. That was well done. Minus that. And I haven't even read this yet from Iman Azizi and Q42. What makes Q42's award-winning KC and Carolina style sauces stand out? It's a complex layers of flavors that make each, make each bite like sipping a fine wine, like Bledsoe wines or bourbon. Q42 uses all natural, real ingredients like real local honey, raw sugar, and freshly ground mustard seeds. No, no, repeat, no high fructose corn syrup. And you mm. won't find that in Bledsoe wines either. No binders, no fillers, buffalo crafted, bottled, and shipped. Go to Q42BBQ.com and very firmly type in FINA Show, all caps, to save 30% on your order. Wow, you know what? Half of this read goes perfectly with wine. Yeah, you're you're not kidding. That was uh, incredibly. That was a gangster move, Drew. By the way, he's talking about uh, how do we pick up a Bledsoe sponsorship, and you just oh, take no, it no, I, I I picked up what he was putting down. I, I just thought my Well, the good news is the bar is low, Drew, and we yeah, take all comers. Have enough pepperoni. By the time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I am okay. Italian, you know. You say pepperoni, I start howling, so howling at you, the moon. You two never actually played together, correct? Like John, you left the year that that Drew showed up. So how did you get? You guys clearly have a connection. So real quick, as we finish the show up, talk about how you met, the connection, because you two, yeah, it's. Uh, I would have loved to see you on the field together. So I'm going to answer that very, very um, ignorantly. I, I think that Drew and I are kindred spirits in a very uh, fraternal kind of way. And uh, I don't know that we ever met before we recently met, did we? I think that's accurate. I think that's accurate. But I, but I, but I, um, we just bonded. You, you can, you can take this however you want to take it, Fina, but I knew you by reputation. Um, and so, if you think that's a positive thing, you take it as a positive thing. If you think it's a negative thing, you take it as a negative thing. Um, and I'll just let you just, you know, choose to choose to take it as a positive. 
The comment uh, section is blowing up, and I'm sweating. <laughs> but the uh, um, yeah, no, we're both uh, both Pac-10 guys. We're 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 real old enough to be Pac-10 guys, and then I think we had a lot of friends in common, and we were across the field from other from each other forever. But yeah, we we met out at Jim's deal and and hung out, and uh, yeah, it kind of felt like we'd been friends for quite a while. But um, but it turns out, you know. You know, I've known him slightly longer than I've known you, Joe, and I, I you, you're pretty cool too, bud. So I think I it's a total. That. I think I've known Drew 14 seconds longer than you have. What's up? Oh, it's another gangster drop right there. Yeah. Nice, nice, What's nice. Up? Any final thoughts? So we, we've got the Jets coming into Buffalo this weekend. The weather's going to be about 36 degrees and mostly sunny. I think it's going to be partly cloudy, which is the opposite of mostly sunny. Um, <laughs> as far as just uh, Mike White, what are you seeing from Mike White, Drew? You know, he's, he's doing, he's doing a lot of just the things that you're supposed to do. Mm. You know, he's not, uh, he's not trying to run around and, and, you know, make the, 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 you know, the flash play all the time. He's just playing consistent football for him. And I think he's given him a really good chance. I think he's playing really, really well. Um, you know, anytime, I, I don't know, man, I, you know, I don't know how you feel, Fina, but, it, you know, if the Jets never, ever won another football game, that'd be totally cool with me. So, you know, whoever they're playing, I, I just, I always cheer for whoever's playing the Jets. I just, they've always annoyed me, um, <laughs> even when they're good. Um, so I'll be, I'll be cheering for the Bills pretty hard this weekend. And I hope it, I, this one, you know, the last one, they kind of, they kind of played how the Patriots have always played, where they just go win the game and it's boring, and they just mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're just going to come in and win the game. It's probably not going to be that many crazy highlights. Um, this week, I'd love to see them win like forty-six to three. Yeah, um, uh, there in, in in Buffalo. And um, hey, how long's uh, how long's Von Miller going to be out? Have they said three more three more Sundays is the expectation. He's oh, on nice. short short term IR, but he also said he'd be back for the Jets game, and then Bean promptly put him on IR. So mm-hmm. good. We, let's go ahead and just let him rest for a little bit. That'd be pretty right. Good to have, that, have that dude come into the playoffs fresh. That's going to be pretty good. Uh, one more one more quarterback observation. You said you watched a lot of football this weekend. Brock Purdy from the 49ers. Uh, you know what. And, and, Dude, that dude, that dude did not game manage. He was throwing the ball into windows. That was the one game I didn't get didn't get to watch oh. very much of. I just kind of I just kind of saw the end of it. But uh, yeah, no, Mister Irrelevant, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, for those uninitiated, the last player in the draft, Mister Irrelevant, uh, and um, you know, yeah, played really well. Looked like he made some great throws, and you know, for a guy that's in that position, you know, is. It, you know, third quarterback coming in and you get a chance to come in and play and you play really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoot. I mean, that probably extended his career by six to nine years, maybe. Right. Uh, right. You know, he came in and did that and did well. And, and uh, um, if he has to play a little bit more, if he continues to play well, um, that's that's a, 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 a changeative moment in his entire life trajectory to have that opportunity and take advantage of it and play well. So, yeah. So he's a he's a chip on the shoulder kind of guy too. If I'm not mistaken, he went to high school here in Phoenix, and his expectation of offers was a little bit higher. And he ended up at Purdue, right? I think he was Purdue. Um, <clears throat> if I'm, I could be wrong, but I I don't think I am. I think Purdy was at Purdue, and that kind of school, you go there and you battle and you get like one big win a year, you know, like you upset somebody in the top 10. And I think that, you know, um, the moment he went into the game, it felt like that for him. Yeah. yeah. If you get it, those underdog stories are fun, right? You know, it's, yeah. yeah the Josh up. Allen story. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah. get a chance to go back and watch that game, just yeah, because, well, like I said, the windows that he was throwing the football and it's like, who is this kid? Like, cool. how is he throwing the football him. like that? Good for him. That's cool. Let's, before we get out of here, Drew, do us a favor. Let's sell some wine in Buffalo. So tell everybody Iowa State. Thank you, Mimi Fina. Iowa as, State. As much Iowa as you State, can possibly yeah. tell us about. Yeah, no, we're uh, we're out in my hometown. The the uh, the name Doubleback comes from the fact that I grew up in Walla Walla. Went off and played ball, Doubleback, and came back home. Uh, we're making Cabernet. It's like I said, it's been top hundred wines in the world a few times. Uh, but then we also are making a bunch of other stuff. We're making some great Syrah. We make some killer Chardonnay, uh, and then we're just getting ready to release some uh, Pinot Noir uh this uh this next spring so if you want to find it you can just search you know Bledsoe wine and it'll show up uh um, or you can go to doubleback.com and, and find it but yeah thanks for the plug appreciate it send you guys out some juice um uh, and uh, you can share it with some friends 
Okay, I love the explanation of double back because I was kind of trying to figure it out. But you went all yeah, the way across the country. It, people have asked him, is, is it a football deal? Like, you need a quarterback, halfback, fullback, double back. Like, nope, grew up in Walla Walla, went and played ball, double back, came back home. I love it. That's awesome. I love That's it. Awesome. Final thoughts, John Fina? Well, I got to say, um, not mildly impressed by Drew Bledsoe, but really blown away by his insights, you know? I mean, I thought he was going to be a typical schmuck, come on the show, under-deliver, under-promise, under-perform. But, man, what a guy, right? Appreciate I'm, it, Dana. Dude. So he, was an, so he was an atypical schmuck? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying not a schmuck at all. Not like I you, Joe. Was... Not like you, Joe. I'm just, I'm just proud to know you had such low expectations. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's really great. But, Honestly, uh, really fun, really fun chat with you guys, man. And I, I, I am an unabashed Bills fan, so I'm, I'm excited for him. Awesome. Appreciate it. I, I agree with you on the Jets thing. They're just annoying. They're yeah. like a, they're like a thorn. You pull it out, and then you go. I, I, I thought I pulled that thorn out already. So yeah. I, I agree with uh, Drew. I'd love to see them just destroy them this weekend. But by and large, final thoughts. Thank you so much for your analysis, Drew. I mean, really you know, gaining the insight from your perspective is hard for fans and even offensive linemen to get. You know, to crawl into the brain there and hear what you got to say. So thanks so much, and cheers to you, brother. Appreciate you guys. Go Bills. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been tuned into the Off Tackle with John Fita Show, brought to you by the Market Dominator team on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso's Pizza. My name is Joe Miller, John Fina, Drew Bledsoe for all of Buffalo Rumblings, for uh, the Market Dominator team, House Capital, as well as Q42. And pepperoni! And pepperoni. We love you guys. Go Bills! Go Bills! Go Bills!